Welcome to Dating for Marriage. My name is Lori Cause, And I'm Hannah Green. And together we're going to share our perspectives on dating. So you can have quick wins, date ideas, and some fun. All while looking for your happily ever after. All right. Well, it's been a couple of weeks since we've been on here. And um, this week we have something special for you. But before we get dive into that, I wanted to um, update you on a few things, Lori, that um, process, progress that's been going on in my life, my dating life. Oh, excited to hear this. Um, it's still non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I dropped off the face of the dating app website just because I was so like overwhelmed with life. Um, it, and it just like, I know that I need to get better on not just dropping off because I didn't even say anything to the guys before I left and I didn't leave. I just took a break and I and plan on getting back on there, but life happens. Maybe one thing I can start to do is start to encourage you each week and check in and say, what's going on, Hannah? Cause you know what? Accountability is everything, right? It helps to have a buddy to encourage you. So, you know what? I'm going to start dropping you a note each week to check in on you and to also give you a virtual dating event or two. Okay. I, yes, I know. Was that my homework? I was supposed to look for virtual dating events. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I don't wait, 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 let's back up a little bit. You were going to go to that coffee thing. Oh yeah. I did go to that. There was no way to talk to anybody that was there. No. Okay. I mean, it All was right. just like a panel of people and they talked. And so it was really not hard to it was not easy to interact with other people attending so yeah that kind of stinks um I did join um this can't stop Columbus and it's they started you know George Floyd incidents and things that happened over um the summer and I think part of the pandemic too and it's just all about because honestly, I'm passionate in that. And I've been really like thinking the yeah. types of things I need to start getting more involved in because um, it's something that I do through work, but I don't meet like, you know, there might be an opportunity to meet somebody that's like my, like-minded for me through things like that, like volunteer events. So, I mean, and, and not just like volunteering with like Black Lives Matter movement and all that stuff. And I, I feel like that somebody somebody I would want to meet would be in those types of things so I mean they might be baking cookies at Ronald McDonald's house too but you know it's something I'm already working on in my work life so I feel like I should just take it into my personal life I've only dabbled I don't really know what's going on I introduced myself on the slack channel so we'll see we'll see what else I find out hey I love it it's progress right you're making steps you're you know figuring out new things to try I think that's great nothing to lose all right so jumping into today's um topic we actually have a guest on our podcast for the first time and so we are actually going to start with the fact about makes sense to me honestly yeah, I was I was shocked that the number was as high as it was. I think I mean, it's higher, honestly. Yeah, I think there are a lot yeah. of people out there that might not be diagnosed or willing to admit that that's what they have. So yeah, I think we all have a little bit of anxiety in our our life. So absolutely, I think and anyone who's dating right now, right? It's with the COVID, with not 
you know, being social with other people for such a period of time, you know, you question yourself and you have some kind of anxiety build up. What I found the most interesting and just doing some more research about this was that 36% of people don't get help because it's so treatable. That's so sad because it's such a treatable thing. You know, honestly, I had a client also bring this to my attention that I was working with and I was so shocked that she said this to me. I said, you're joking. I know you're kidding around because you're wondering, you, you know, I kind of bypassed her on it because I would have never known in a million years that she was suffering from some kind of social anxiety. So it's just really, it's one of those things. Yes. And I am sure that they probably don't get help because help is not easily accessible for her. That's true as well. That's a very good point. So this brings me to our special guest today. Today we have Erica Zarell with us, and I know Erica because we used to work together for a company, and we were close colleagues, and she has been such a great supporter of our podcast, so thank you, Erica, and welcome, welcome. You're welcome. And, you know, what she brought up to me, which really shocked me recently, and it just, we were, you know, just catching up, she said, you know, I really think you should talk about dating and anxiety. And she said, I have anxiety. And I was completely blown away because I would have never known it. Never in a million years. That's crazy. <laughs> never. That's crazy. Because you probably yeah. feel like everybody knows it, right? Oh, yeah. I always thought every single person knew that I was wearing this on my sleeve and it felt anxiety across my chest. <laughs> I mean, most people feel that way. Um, yeah, it's crazy, but I internalize a lot. <laughs> so I guess yeah. that, and I just put on a face, you got to go and got to go do out there. So, Great. so I have to, yeah, I just have to ask you, how did you come to find out you were suffering from social anxiety? So I've been anxious my entire life. I don't remember when I like, I, all the way back to when I was little, um, I would just be anxious even in elementary school, like standing in front of the class or getting involved in sports or breaking off into groups. Like I would always just be so anxious and I would, it would be the, the pride, the thinking about it and getting all um, like anxious in my own head and like the build up, uh, the build up. There you go. Sorry. I couldn't even say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so the build up. So yeah. it was all the, antici the anticipation prior to the event or the situation that I would be, that would be going in that would make me worry about every little detail. And I would like perseverate on these things. And I mostly internalize them at home. I mean, I would internalize them. And then at home, I would verbalize them to my parents because that's where I was most comfortable. But like, I never told my friends or anything about it. And sometimes I would like not, I would just make myself sick and I didn't want to go to school I I would just try to keep I would try to stay like stay home when I can like and I think my parents just like at some point like by high school they were like this has got to be done <laughs> we got to do something about this so when I was 16 my parents took me to see a therapist and um from there I worked with her on like cognitive behavior therapy and like and she introduced me to a psychiatrist who prescribed me medication that would like balance out my brain 
and um, or that's what they say. Um, and then like once I had been on medication for a while, I guess like by senior year, like I was like myself and I wasn't as nervous. Like I was always anxious still in these situations, but I had the tools and to help me move forward in the, in my situations that I, that triggered my anxiety. Yeah. So, so when you started taking the medicine, I mean, is that mm-hmm. something that you still take now? Yes, yeah. I do. I am a, such a firm believer. I think it changed my life. Mm-hmm. Like, although, I mean, all the situations I've been in have changed my life and my outlook, but yes, it has totally changed my life and I'm still on it today. <laughs> That's good. So, I, yeah. Sorry. I also take, um, well, I did, I've been off and on medication, but I feel like it's such mm-hmm. a, pro, it's such a journey just to find the right type mm-hmm. of medication too. I don't know whether you went through that. Yeah. I, younger. I didn't, I didn't, I've been on the same, the same thing, um, my entire journey, but of course I've gone up and down. And I mean, I think I, at one point I had taken myself off of it. Yeah. It was, it, it was for, because I was at the time I wanted I was trying to get pregnant, but I didn't know that I had, I couldn't be on this medication. So um, I thought I couldn't be on it without seeking a doctor's help. So, um, but I can be on it and it's a hundred percent fine for, for people who are pregnant. So it helped me and helped me get through my pregnancy a a thousand times more. I think often the struggle is like, sorry, Lori, I'm going to go off on a tangent here for a second. No, 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 (laughs) go for it. struggle for me is um, mine's for depression more than mm-hmm. I do have anxiety but it's not as bad um it's more like I don't know I get I, I've gotten better as I gotten older I think I've just learned right. to deal with it but mine's more for depression and I feel like the the medication is oft is has been a, a helpful thing to me but I often get side effects like weight gain or something like mm. that and so for me, that affects me. And so it's like, I'm, right. al- I'm almost having to choose between my like weight game and then my mental health, which is really right. like sad. And I feel like I've tried two medications so far. I've tried, yeah. had extreme weight gain on that I would say oh is my gosh. I'm trying to, I'm off of it right now. And of course my mental health isn't as good as all over the place. And yeah, I mean, I'm trying to learn different ways to cope without the medication, mm-hmm. which I think I, I have the ability to do that, but it's, it's also a lot. So it's just like, I think it can be frustrating sometimes to like, you're lucky that you were able to find this medication that worked. Yeah. And like, I mean, it sounds like the pregnancy thing, like it just like, it just like sometimes stinks that you have to like choose between like, right. I had to, mental, I felt like I had to try. Yeah. That you but, have to choose between I mean, being happy. I think it's, it's been really helpful for me. I mean, uh, other than learning the tools, I mean, that's only one part of dealing with your anxiety, but like, I, I, I'm so glad I chose to stay on it. I mean, a lot of people do deal with the weight gain and I haven't, I haven't had any problems. And of course, like in my journey, I'm like, oh, I'm more anxious than I usually should. I usually am, or, um, they, and I, up the prescription or take it down other than that like I've been I've been pretty happy with where it's come yeah I think it's so great that we are having this conversation right now because it just goes to show like I would never have known Hannah 
you know, I mean, you guys are very brave and courageous. No and, and I just think that people should really talk more about this and not be afraid. I mean, getting help and taking something doesn't mean that you're less of a person, that something's wrong with you. I mean, if anything, I, I think it says a lot about you and like how courageous you are. Yeah. So, I mean, kudos to both of you for, you know, sharing your stories. Well, you're right. I, people don't talk about mm-hmm. it enough. Sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, I, I learned that like early in my 20s, like I was, I was living, well, I was living in Florida. I grew up in Florida and then I moved to New York City to pursue, to go to college and pursue my career. And I learned there so many, like I opened up as, as much as I could that, because everybody there ended up being on some court, sort of something. I know it sounds crazy, but there's always, it's, you never know until you talk about it, until you open about it and be comfortable with it. And I guarantee so, that most people are suffering from something. Oh, always. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm just so curious, Erica, what was your, what was your dating journey like? Oh, just goodness. dealing with it, <laughs> you know, when you were ready to really get serious and kind of go out and date and meet your person. No, I dreaded dating for, for the longest time, my earlier twenties, like even out at a bar or anything like that. So from like, once I finally was in my career, I said to myself, like, I don't want to be alone anymore. I need to put in the work and dating is really, is scary. And love is a really vulnerable state. And you don't want to like, you just don't want to open yourself up when you're just going to be let down. So, um, and I am a big, I like to have control over situations and dating, you don't have control. Same. Same. (laughs) You have no control. And it's the fear of the unknown, which is what triggers my anxiety. I would, my dating journey has been very interesting (laughs) with my anxiety I mean, I've learned tactics and tips in order to help me get through it, go on these dates. And I wasn't a serial dater. I, I kind of sat in the background while I watched most of my college friends like go out and sleep with all these guys. And they would just, they would do the dating apps, but they weren't serious about it. So that was hard to see. Um, because I wanted to do the dating apps and find somebody who was more serious. What kind of like dating apps did you use? Like how long, like, I I don't know how long ago your dating journey was. So like, you know, because Lori and I have, (laughs) we have very different like dating apps that we used because our journeys. Mm -hmm. So I've been, I've actually been married for, um, two and a half years so I so and I met my now husband five and a half years ago so it's not hasn't evolved that much um I used okcupid jdate plenty of fish match I think I used oh I definitely used hinge but that was different like back then it was was more like through Facebook yeah and I think I tried j swipe or something which is for like Jewish singles right yes I, I get I got that we probably should say that for the <laughs> listeners though just in case yeah. they, don't, they don't know yeah they date and, and date. wife are both right dating apps. for Jewish dating yeah platform. right 
and I wasn't necessarily looking for someone that was Jewish, but because I'm Jewish, I just automatically gravitated towards that. And a lot of people do look for some, like, look for somebody mm-hmm. that is Jewish. From my experience, right. I feel like oh, there I have a lot of friends that have mm-hmm. only dated people who are also Jewish. So right. yeah, no, it's great that you because then you have your core values, right? And you you know you want similar things, right? Yeah. So it yeah. kind of goes along with your non-negotiables in a sense. So I think it makes complete sense for sure. So how did you, so how did you meet your husband? Now you have to tell us the story. <laughs> so um, the only, the easiest way for me with anxiety um, would be to go online dating because I wasn't going to be in a bar and initiate a conversation with somebody. It just wasn't how I was or how I am even still today. Um, so we met on OkCupid and he, we lived in the same, in the same area. So we lived in Astoria, um, Queens. From there, I can tell you a little bit about my like first date, but um, we had talked online for a while. And I think initially we, he was going, um, we had set up a time to meet and I had just a work engagement come up or something, I don't remember what it was. And then he, um, so I like tried to, I canceled the date. And now that I think about it, I'm like, did I, was it my anxiety or was it just, or was it really a, a work date, a work function? I don't remember, but- um, Probably was both. You probably- Oh, I'm a hundred percent. That this work function, what came up- A hundred percent. have to go through the first date. I totally have- <laughs> I I totally have been like that on that side of things or at least if somebody cancels and I wasn't feeling it or something like that and yeah yeah so so then after that he was going to California to visit his mom for two weeks so I mean we still kept in touch and we still talked which I was shocked that he even still wanted to talk to me but I always like but I made sure to we made schedule once he got back and when he got back I we scheduled it for a Sunday night so that I knew that I could get out of it early if I if I didn't like have fun or I didn't like him, nothing was going on. Or we both scheduled it for a Sunday night. So that so yeah, so then we met at a local trendy bar and he was really smiley and you know, I and I and he made me smile. So I mean we had a good time. We vibed and um yeah, I can't yeah. So, wait, so what it's always weird in the beginning. What dating app? Uh, okay. Okay. Cupid. Okay. You might've said that I might've missed it, but okay. I also have a question about like just first dates in general. Like, did you go out on a lot of them or like when, especially with like social anxiety, mm-hmm. did you like to go to like familiar places? Like, did you pick the place or did they like, what made you feel more comfortable you know I didn't go on a ton of dates uh like first dates I would probably like through my 20s like I didn't I don't wasn't a high number maybe like eight I don't it wasn't it wasn't too many first dates but um I usually let the guy just pick it in the beginning and after that I didn't really care after the first date um and like I said, it wasn't like a serial date or something. <laughs> I didn't really, it, I let them, I let them choose. 
That's a good, I like, I like them to choose, honestly. That's my preference. So I have to ask Erica, like just going back, like what kind of tools or prep did you use to help you kind of cope, you know, with getting yourself prepared to go out on the date so you wouldn't cancel? I mean, it was a toss up between, did I pick the first dates or did they pick the first dates? Um, I mean, I would say it was pretty 50-50, like if so. Because I feel like that's such a hard thing, right? Yeah, it's really hard. Um, I had to like, well, I had to keep my mind off of it because I would do anything to take my mind off of it. So that would consist of either working out or going for a walk to get some fresh air or listening to music or so doing like self-care with your mask and um, I definitely would have what I would call back then a dressing drink, um, which was great because it takes the nerves out <laughs> and uh, chatting with my parents or my friends, which were, I have a really great support system. So that was super, super helpful for me. Um, and they can listen to all my ridiculous thoughts in my head um, about why I shouldn't be going on this. And then another huge thing for me was, um, and which is one of the tools I learned while I was in therapy, but writing all my thoughts down and pros and cons and what this, like, what the situation would look like if it was, like, if it had a positive spin on it. So I would write all that down, I'd leave it, and then I'd come back to it and read it again, and then that's, that's what I did. I love that tool. I love that tool. I feel like that could be a tool for a lot of people right now. I agree. And I think that there's like a lot of people that are probably nervous about going on first dates with whether they have social anxiety or or not. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that we all could think of um, or want to use. Yeah, I love that. That's a good takeaway. I have to ask, at one point in your relationship, did you share um, with your husband that you did suffer from anxiety? So I was actually, that's really funny. I was actually just speaking, I talking to uh, my husband about that recently. Like when did, cause we talked about the podcast and, um, and I was telling him, I'm like, when did I actually, when did I actually tell you? I don't even remember. Like I would make, I would overwhelm myself with my thoughts and I would be racing. My heart would be racing. My thoughts would be racing. Um, and I'd make myself sick and I'm looking for every single reason not to go. And it was actually, it was actually, I think it was around your wedding, Lori, because you were married, you got married in what, June? Yeah, uh, July. Yeah. July. Oh, okay. So two months. And so we started dating in May and then Lori, I had told Lori about my, uh, this guy I was seeing and she's like, bring him as your plus one. You have to bring him. I'm like, what? Like, I'm not doing that. I can, like, I are can you kidding me? Lori saying that. She's like, yeah, ask him. I'm like, uh, like we wouldn't, we didn't really establish what we were exactly, but, um, she was like, just ask him. Like, it's not a big deal. And for me, it was a big deal. I was so anxious. So we we came to the conclusion that it was about a month in, I guess what, like, by then we were seeing each other, like every, every night by then, like every day, um, after work and everything. So I just, I brought it up very casually, like, Hey, would you come to this wedding with me and blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, he was totally fine with it. And really excited that I asked him. And then 
afterwards I told him about my anxiety and how nervous I was to tell him and like and I told him I was on medication and I just I just was open he made me feel really he's always made me feel really comfortable about being open and honest because he's been really open and honest with me so I mean it was pretty early on in the relationship where we discussed all of this and then you make it very I made it very casual I didn't want to scare the shit out of him and um (laughs) like I didn't want him to run I mean I'm glad he didn't but um it's scarier in your head then it really is to just say it and if you're open and honest about it like what's somebody gonna what's somebody gonna do to say to that exactly you know? Ex- exactly the right person yeah. is gonna love you no matter what that's what I always say to right. people so that's I love it I yeah so that was that was it so do you feel like um it's better to just let it come up naturally or do you think yeah I mean I think it is. um, I mean, I didn't like, it wasn't like a random, luckily I was, I told him how nervous I was to ask him about to be my plus one. So it kind of just like unfolded after that. So that that was, it was a, it was a good leeway for me. I mean, I think it would, it ends up coming up in conversations because somebody honestly is dealing with something and they have their own in like Indio secret secrecies and I think it more naturally is better and you don't want to like you want to tell people you want to tell them how you've overcome it and how you what you're doing to work on it you don't want to tell them like I'm I have anxiety I don't know what to do like do you don't want to scare them too much (laughs) you can save that for later (laughs) I I just feel like I just want them like to know it about it because it's like I feel like they would understand a little bit more about things that you do or reasons why you do things or, or whatever it is. Right. Well, he's the only, he's the only guy I've dated that I've told that to, like that I've had anxiety. I never, I didn't tell anybody, anybody else. I just, there wasn't a reason that came up for dating go too far. I wouldn't date somebody too long because then that would be the next step that I'd have to. I'd have to like tell them about my anxiety. I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's intimidating. It's yeah. very intimidating. But I mean, once you got past this, I mean, it really strengthened your relationship. You oh think? yeah. I mean, I think we we're, we're able to open up and be honest and, you know, of course we're still learning about each other, but you never know, but yeah, it strengthened the relationship because you're open and honest from the get go. See, I feel like I keep like, when I date people, especially people that I am interested in and really like, I, I almost like find myself like, especially if it ends early, hoping that we would have gotten to that stage where I could explain more because I feel like it would, like I said, make things make more sense about like me and who I am as a person and things like that. And I can, I found it getting, I think eventually like, you'll know when you need to tell somebody. And if it didn't, he didn't say anything, it's, it wasn't, wasn't meant to be. I, I agree with Erica. I feel like timing is everything and you just haven't found that person that maybe you want to completely open up to yet. That's right for you. 
So, so Erica, tell yeah. me, what would you tell your younger self today about dating with anxiety? Let's see. What would I tell my younger self? I mean, I'm such a forward thinker, which is how I've always been. I would say live more in the present and stop like over obsessing over what's going to happen in the future. <laughs> Even if it's the next day or whatever it is, just I have to stay more in the present, which is something I would tell myself, which it's still something I'm dealing with now and stop analyzing every little thing like all my girlfriends like they still have all these rules like he has to text back or he didn't text back and I saw him like something on Facebook and all this I can't even handle all that it get, it makes me so anxious just to think about all of those things so I just have to stop over analyzing things or why didn't he or why I mean I used to think like like why didn't he say this to me or why didn't he say that or we do nobody thinks like you do so they can't read your mind so and like read your so leave your ex my expectations at the door through any situation whether it be for work family gathering or whatever whatever would trigger my anxiety just leave my expectations at the door and take a risk because i I take I took risks, but I was kind of I was kind of I was kind of shy to them. I didn't take as many risks as I would have, but I am where I am and I'm happy of where I am. So but I would have taken always take a risk. You know? I love that. That's really good. Really good. Is there any other advice you'd give someone today that's, you know, really dealing with this? I mean, like I said earlier, like open be open and honest with the person you're dating I mean don't do it on the first date or or the second date maybe <laughs> not not yet but you'll find the right timing and and don't let that be a deterrent in your journey another thing would be like to leave the games and like your all your friends advice at the door like just be you and do your own make your own games up but don't you don't have to like and the gender roles like the guy has to ask the girl. I mean, the first date, I understand, like the guy has to choose and everything, but I would just leave the games at the door. Um, and then again, stop overanalyzing, go with the flow. Just don't worry too much. <laughs> don't worry. Like it's going to be okay in the grand scheme of things. It's going to, it's not going to be the biggest or the worst idea. And then let me tell you. say, Wait. yeah, go ahead. I don't know whether you were done with that or not, but let me tell you, I have this friend that was in Florida and mm -hmm. he would sit at the bar, like, and that would be our Friday nights, like analyzing these text messages that the guy said. Oh yeah. He would be like, I did it too. how long I should wait to text him back or exactly what to say. He did it too. That like, I've never been that good at reading the situation. And, and I'm I just, it was hours that we would spend doing that. And it's just so, but it's like a game. Like it's yeah. fun. It's a fun game, but well, I don't really have like a friend like that here because like I, all of my friends are married and I'm not saying that they mm -hmm. wouldn't sit there and, you know, analyze these things, but I think they're just so far out of it. Like they've like been either dating since college, mm -hmm. they haven't dated since college. And that was like 15 years ago or something or what. And they just like, haven't even dated in this, like debt in this, like, you know, digital dating age. 
And so like, <laughs> I just don't have those conversations anymore. So I, I know I've definitely grown out of it and I've definitely moved on, but it's just like so funny because that is so what we did all the time was our life. Yes. Yes. It's, it's a big it's thing. Part of, it's fun. It's fun to do it for a while. It is fun. Um, it is fun. You're right. But, yeah, but, but I agree with you. I can't overanalyze. Yeah. I agree with you, Erica. I don't believe in putting on airs. I feel like if you like someone, just answer the text message. Don't wait two days. Don't think too much about it because otherwise I feel like people feel your vibe, right? And that could deter them. So another thing that my, like, now that you're saying that, um, my husband now had actually told me in the beginning, like I, he liked that I was the one that was, that I texted him or took an initiative or, like try to set up a date or anything so you don't have to like don't overanalyze those texts <laughs> anymore I mean I, I would not to like, yeah, I would just like somebody to do that for me eventually oh yeah I I just would like that to like not have to think about like what I'm doing for myself eventually in life so. oh don't we all <laughs> right but, but I get what but it's easier saying. said than done it's yes, easy I, I mean I did it I totally I did it all the time so do you guys, do you have, we have a question from one of our listeners. Um, how do you, did you ever date multiple people at once and how would you keep them straight if you had like anxiety? So, so I'm just going to back up to that question a little bit. So That's no, I just, no. Way. I felt like you weren't, I felt like I wasn't asking enough questions. Oh, oh no, no, God. <laughs> so no, I'm just going to back up. So I had one of my biggest mistakes when I was dating, right? Because this all came from an Instagram post I put out there was that I would not, I would get my hopes up after one or two dates. And then I would quit talking to other people and not accept other dates. My biggest mistake. I didn't know how to juggle. I didn't date multiple people until I finally figured out, Hey, I have to stop doing what I'm doing if I'm going to get results. So I put a post out there recently. And when one of our listeners wrote back saying that she had too much, too much anxiety to do this, to date multiple people and how, how she doesn't even know how to keep them straight. So I just wanted to kind of throw this out there to Erica, because like, for me, it wasn't necessarily anxiety when I was dating multiple people. I don't know if you did, if you dated multiple people when you like, if you had dated more than one person at one time. So her question was how she could overcome her anxiety. I mean, I couldn't date more than one person at the same time. Because of my anxiety. I have trouble. But but you can do it um, if you really, if that's something you like to not put all your eggs in one basket. I mean, you definitely can do it. And hey, take the risk and try. But I feel like by the time you're on. Yeah, no. And I, I agree 100%. But I'm just saying for those. Date, second guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying like in terms of, you know, you go on one date with somebody, right? And like you have your expectations mm-hmm. are so high for that person. I just hate to see people because like my whole goal is to help people save time and heartbreak. I hate to see them just like invest so much in one person. So that's always my advice. And that was just something I had to learn. So, I mean, I feel like that tip that you shared earlier was so cool about the the one about, yeah, pros and cons. Yeah, that's so so important. Um, I feel like that would be good for her. Like with any... Yeah, with any situation, write your pros and cons about each guy that you're dating down, and then 
you could continue but don't drag it out just don't drag out the two relationships or if it's even going into relationships just don't drag them out too long I mean yeah I like know, sorry I want to know no, how she got to dating multiple at once because I've never even gotten to that point because they are all so lame or or like one thing at a time yeah so she yeah I want to know how she so she didn't get to she she's not multiple dating I'm yelling at her to multiple date not just put all of her eggs in one basket because that was a big mistake I made but once I learned how to I'd like this is my advice right this is what I learned the hard way. Like if you meet somebody, you go on, there's no expectation unless you've been on three dates. If you've been on over three dates and you really like someone, yeah, that's when you should probably have the talk. Hey, are we going to be exclusive if you really like them? Right. If you're going to call it, but if you've been after on less three dates, I feel like after three, well, if you're really, if you're really <laughs> into somebody, well, I'm telling you, that's what happened with my husband. We went on three dates and then that was it. That's I mean, when we I just knew. It, it was really, really great. But I feel, like, I, feel get, like, I don't know. I feel like by three dates, you know, I mean, it's also in the beginning, it's very, no, really what's going on. It's very weird time in the beginning for Matt and I, I think we were, it was just, but I kind of still knew I still wanted to see him. I asked him to go out the next time. So, I mean, I think by the third date, the other person you're still seeing. Yeah. Much. Yeah. I mean, I find, I just find it hard to even find like guys to go on a first date half the time. Like, (laughs) like, I mean, I'm like pulling teeth just to get them to ask me out on a first date. So I don't understand how even multiple guys end up like how it's even a possibility for me to be dating more than one person because it takes forever for them to just get, go out on a first date. I know part of it, maybe I need to be doing the one more or something like that. Let me tell you, I'm going to have this um, second shot here next week. And then like two weeks after that, I mean, now the studies are coming out, you know, saying that I might already have 95% efficacy from the first shot, but I'm still going to be cautious until two weeks. And then I'm going to start like really trying to date people that are willing to go out, you know, I'm willing to go out. And if they're willing to go out with me, then I'm going to really try to start doing that. But will you, will you go out? Wasn't vaccinated? Yes, because I'm vaccinated. Because you're, you're And my mom is vaccinated and she's the one that I was also worried about. Like she was really the only, and honestly, I'm in a group of teachers and they're all my friends and everybody will be vaccinated. So everybody that I hang out with really, except for the guys I'm dating, will be have been vaccinated so really it would be their my their say that you might still be able to spread it they don't really know although I read something today about Israel saying how you know maybe not who knows but you know as long as they're comfortable then I'm going to be comfortable but also it's almost spring like I mean I don't know Erica are you still in New York City I'm in Jersey now. Okay, well, still, still, it's been like snowing forever. Every week. The past couple weeks, it's melting today. I'm getting like a revive, rejuvenated life feeling after like sun and feeling the, like seeing the snow melting. I'm like really ready to go for this springtime. And I just feel like I got the shot and it's going to be spring. That means patio dining and we're good. Some pep in your step. Yeah. 
Right. Exactly. Now I just got to get like, all my, that. my work life under control and not have it be filling up my life. So I, I don't know. I feel like positive for the future. So yeah, that's, we'll that's my maybe I will be dating, yes. dating multiple people in the future. I, I think you will be because you're ready. She's ready. Watch out world. <laughs> world. Yeah. Do, do it for me. Right. So um, Lori, were you keeping track of all these, um, great quick wins that Erica was giving us as we were going? So I'm going to let Erica recap for us okay. and, and, and she, I'm going to let her exit us out by giving us her quick giving, I should say our audience, the quick wins and takeaways for people who are dating and dealing with anxiety. My quick wins, I would say let go of having control over what will happen. Just go in and have fun and leave it all in the door. <laughs> Don't over, over obsess about it. It's going to happen. Whatever happens. Another thing, I didn't mention this earlier, but I would probably say don't Google or so, do or check their social media too much like prior to the date because then you, you have a me- negative mindset going into it, seeing and all the prejudgments you have already laid out for you. It doesn't help with some with, with anxiety. Another good tip is to prepare things to talk about prior to the date. Like so that you're not fumbling if there's a there's an awkward pause. It's just like a li- you have a little note in your back pocket and you're like, not your not that you're actually gonna pull out a note, but have a, a prep idea of what of things you can talk about. Um, and people love talking about themselves. So that those are always good. Another good one which I actually used um was set an intention before you go on the date. So like before you go on the date take a deep breath and you close your eyes and you say, my intention is to dot, dot, dot and fill in the blank. I have a couple. Ooh. Keep your mind busy um, prior to the date. So whatever it is you need to do, watch movies, listen to music, work out, self-care, anything that keeps your mind off the triggers because expect you, like someone with anxiety will, should expect that you're going to have anxiety prior to going on the date. And I mean, and my open and honest, be open about your anxiety. Everybody is going through something. So I agree. And take a deep breath before walking in. Take a deep breath. Yes. Yes. I have to do every time, especially on the first date. It's like, okay, here we go. (laughs) I remember on my second date with, um, with my husband now, he, I took, a, I must have taken just a really huge deep breath before I went in because the guy, there was a guy outside and he was like, you got this girl. <laughs> I'll never forget that. But yeah, my last one would probably be just be true to yourself, which is yeah. easier said than done. Take a deep breath. Yeah, I, I love all of those. Yeah, I do too. I think they're great. Thanks. I've learned a lot. The situation you're in, you learn a little bit. Well, thank you very much for joining us. I th- I really loved our conversation today. I'm and super excited that I was able to be on your podcast. Yeah, and I'm glad that you brought up, you know, talking about anxiety and things like that, because I agree with Lori. It's something we need to talk about even more. So I'm happy that it was one of our, you know, interview, because it is very important to yeah. Yeah. Yes. And just so everybody knows, don't ever feel alone. 
don't ever feel alone because somebody is probably feeling the exact way you are. So that's like always my biggest thing is you're never alone.